think we're we're good. We we're good. We, we are live. Live, baby. Tell them, Brody. Let's uh, go. Let's start this episode real quick. Real quick. By uh, today's episode is brought to you by SeatGeek. If you don't know what SeatGeek is, SeatGeek allows you to buy tickets from your favorite concert, favorite games, sports events, you name it. Tell them, Casey. SeatGeek. I'm telling you, if you haven't tried it, you need to try it. It's just an app. You need to have it on the phone. Uh, do that code. They yeah. give you uh, 20 bucks off. Yep, $20 off. Half Court Pod. Get $20 off. Like Casey says, that's a free beer right there. Free Have beer. it on us. You know what I'm saying? Description is in the link. Down below. Let's get it. Um, Casey, man, uh, by the yeah. time of this recording, uh, it was your birthday week. Oh, let's go. How was that, bro? <laughs> bro, thanks for coming through. Bro, that was, uh, that you, was, was you was having a good time, bro. I was lit. Yeah, um, bro. Yeah, bro. You know how it is. I was on the birthday vibe, all the love. Yeah, else. bro. It's, it's it, cool. It's kind of overwhelming, huh? When you're like, it is. you see all the love, people like, you know, that's my guy. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, It's tight. Yeah. One thing that I was like. I read that tweet that you said, like, my funeral is going to be lit. lit. I was like, hell yeah, bro. That's how you fucking. Well, you get so many messages, dude. And sometimes they're heartfelt messages. Like, bro, I'm glad I met you on such and such. And one of my favorite movies is Big Fish. And Big Fish in the movie, uh, you know, it was a father and son kind of deal. And the father told a lot of stories. And the son was always like, man, my dad just be telling stories. Like, Mm -hmm. he ain't ain't about none. And this is an old, like, there's no internet, no nothing like that. It's old days. Um, so at the end when his dad dies and everyone shows up to his funeral, they're all telling his son, like, yo, I met your dad in this story. This, he's like, you're the person in his story. You're the person in his story. You're the person in his story. Like, damn, my dad. And he feels really bad. Right. He's like, I wish he didn't realize. Yeah. Realize these are all real people. Damn. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, bro. It's crazy because you don't realize it. I think it's until the day of your birthday when you get those like crazy messages, like how impactful of a person you are in people's lives. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? And I think that was definitely like, well, it's just a day for it. Like, you know, you get them every now and then randomly from people in the Navy or whatever else, but like on your birthday, it allows people to reach out for sure. And it's like the ones that do, you're like, what up? Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, solid week, solid week. Good shit. What you got going on? What's, what's, what's cracking in Darwin's world, (laughs) man. I, I tell you on a trip coming up, huh? Yes, I do. Got a trip. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I got, I'm going to a bad bunny concert. Um, haven't been to a concert in 10 years. Let's go. So, oh, you I'm, need it. Yeah. That's I'm tight. like, okay, I need a little concert once in a while. Concerts are not my thing. Um, but like this one, it's bad bunny, bro. Come on. I bunny. have to do it. You know what I'm saying? I have to do it. So I'm excited for that. Uh, once again, I'm excited for the thunder games and OU games, bro. That's like, bro, I'm itching for that shit. You know what same, I'm saying? So same. I'm, I'm gonna keep an eye on it. But you know, the other day, you know, as your birthday went by, realizing we're getting old, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we ended the podcast. I don't know what the hell happened that we ended up conversating about, bro, uh, what about having kids, bro? Like, yeah. do you think there's a stigma there? Do you think, like, there's a time frame because that's what society wants? You know what I'm saying? Like, even me, like, I'm like, I'm 29 right now, and I'm like, shit. But it never crosses my mind. Like, I'm late, or I'm, I better hurry up and shit. You know what I'm saying? So what is... What is your thought on that? Because you don't have a kid yet. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I, I, you know, what's crazy is I think, you know, there's actually a thought now. I think when you look back in history and you look back at our first president, George Washington in 1776, the whole revolution, or whatever, like back then, 
it was just I'm gonna start a family. I'm gonna have kids. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the first year America's uh, uh, population's declining. We're on a decline, not an increase, because more people like you and me are deciding whether or not we want to have children and reproduce. Or we just want to live our own lives. And there's all these other options now for folks to live. So I, I, I think, man, I, I think it's not the new norm. There's obviously a maternal clock for women. And they, they can't make a choice after a certain time. So for them, they have to decide really quickly in their young age of life. I mean, we're seeing now women live till 80, 90. It sucks that they have to, in their thir- first 30 years, their first quarter, they got to decide, hey, how do I want to plan this? So it's tough for them. Uh, us, it's not the same for men. Um, but, you know, re- uh, there's a reason why population is declining. Um, and I think people now have choices, whereas there was never a thought. It was always just kind of like reproduce. Whether that's bad or not, I don't know. So do um, you think is uh, that is – it's a totally different era, right? Back in the day, is. do you think it, it, that was more of the norm of like work, buy yeah. a house – kids start up a family right and now it's like it's more i think i like to call it like the more of an entrepreneur era the more of the there's more of creators there's more people doing their own shit so they realize like i can do this instead of working for the what is it the blue collar is what they call it yeah the blue collar yeah or like the regular nine to five yeah the regular nine yeah, yeah yeah but i can focus on doing following my dreams which is gonna take me a little bit more time so let me hold back on having kids and starting a family and shit 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah absolutely i mean look about it everyone wants to call it an interruption uh-huh. an, an interruption is when you watching a movie you press pause come back press the movie right well in covid we had an interruption and everyone went to work from home well that's what everyone called it but it's really not it's a disruption that disrupt everything. Now companies are literally closing their offices, limiting overhead and allowing folks to be productive at home. So now when you look at like all the regular corporate jobs where they were flooded with like you can do that same job now from home. So what is that or from Medellin or from Mexico City or from, you know, so that definitely makes choices in my mind um, harder when it comes to family and taking care of them. And I mean, and when you're the when you're the regular working class, uh, you you are stuck. I mean, think about it. When you're you're, you're only making the most amount of money you're ever going to make in your 30s, right? Because all the other leading up to it is just all these other like one off bogus jobs to get you by. Right. Well, if you decide then to have a child, which most of your girlfriends are your age, so they have that clock ticking. Like you, you, you can't really ever like make a move on a chessboard to get to the neck. You can, there always is a way. I mean, that's what capitalism is there. You, you, there's a will, there's a way, but it, it makes it a lot harder for folks that where we come from to make that jump if you have a kid. So I think if, if it wasn't that hard and we figured out <laughs> capitalism from a government standpoint and like insurance costs, all that, and you got to alleviate all those costs and we had the option to reproduce and be successful in that sense. It would be different. It, it might be different, you yeah. know, and that's how it was when they say the middle class was thriving in the 60s and 70s because the middle class was really booming. Everyone had jobs. Everything was cheap. Um, and you can have four kids and one working income and your wife staying at home, you know, where it's just that's crazy. It's not the Man, same anymore, not. bro. So we're, cho- we, we're we're forced now to choose different things and innovate as we should, you know. And I mean, look at the planet. It's dying. Our resources are even dying. So yeah. do we want to populate the world more? I don't know. It is. It, it, that's interesting because it's, uh, you know, I from time to time I work with a lot of seniors, especially when I work in going to shift that's early. 
I expect nothing but seniors, but I get to listen to their stories as I'm, you know, preparing their phones and stuff. And I remember this gentleman saying, like, uh, I remember I used to buy uh, a gallon of milk for 38 cents. And it's yep. like, damn, it's crazy. He would get paid, like, 133 an hour or some shit like that. So it's definitely a crazy change, you know, compared to, like, the population and stuff. Um, so it, it's interesting because it's a lot of people are like, I don't even want to have kids. I just yeah. don't like, I just don't feel like it's, I'm not ready yet. Um, I'm not, you'll never be ready, but like, I just don't feel like I don't, I'm, I'm still in my egotistic, um, stage. I still don't think I want to go through all that hassle. You know what I'm saying? Because it could be like, okay, he changed my life. My, this kid changed my life, but it also could be like, there goes your dreams. Like, that's that's the hard part, bro. It's it's that's a tough the hard one. part. And when it comes to think about the battling between that and usually your your high school sweetheart or the person you get into a relationship is a peer of yours, whether it's in college, right. they're your age, twenty one, high school, eighteen, whatever, whatever. Well, you're falling in love with somebody that's your age. So from a guy's perspective, we hit that point where she's twenty eight, twenty nine, and her clock is ticking fast. Well, she's got to make a move quick. So, but you're in your head. That's why you're starting to see a lot of these relationships kind of extend more, I think, because the man now has a little more time to figure it out and be a better dad, maybe level up a few uh-huh. checkerboard stages before 38 and then say, you know what? I kind of want to look to reproduce now. And, but, but obviously his girl's not going to be 38. She's probably going to be 29, 28. So that gap has honestly separated and that's made dating hard in my mind because, yeah. you know, they think, have a clock. Uh, uh, a woman has until 38. That's like, uh, well, that's I risky. think it's, I think it's, after it's 36, there's certain risks. Risk, like yeah. autism goes up. There's a lot of risks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, associated. Uh, so it's a real scientific clock, you know. I think, uh, man, it's crazy because it, it, all, it all comes down to decisions, right? And the decisions you make in your life are going to dictate you know, your outcome, right? 100%. Because um, people are like, well, do you want to have a kid at 40? I don't want to be an old dad. I don't want to. Yeah. I'm was, like, shit, have you seen LeBron at 40? Take care of yourself, dog. <laughs> you definitely can be. Yeah, yeah. Hey, see LeBron at 50, and I bet we're going to see LeBron but, at hey, 60. What they're going to tell you. Dribbling the ball. What they're going to tell you is, oh, yeah, guy, he's a billionaire, of course. Well, then make a billion before 40, bro. Make some money. Because I, I, mean, I tell you what, if I get to where I'm going without no kid before 40, then we're gonna de- I'm definitely going to have plenty of money to buy a nanny to make those extra incentive costs. So I'm like, go make some money then. Use your youth to make that. Yeah. You know, and, and it, everything changes. That's only because your grandpa and your dad, they saw everybody dying at 40. They saw all their friends dying at that age. You know what I mean? It's changing. Yes. We're going to live older. So take care of yourself, bro. Um, yeah. You have to take care of yourself, and you have to make the right decisions, right? We're in an interesting time where I feel like you can definitely make shit happen. Um, today, um, I went, normally, every once in a while, I go to the Brahms and get my little breakfast burrito, right? There's always this old lady okay. at the register in okay. the drive-thru, right? Yeah. And she's always, like, has trying to talk, you know, small talk and stuff. But today was an interesting one because today I came in, and I, I went through the drive-thru, ordered my burrito, and uh, she was like, how are you doing? I'm, doing? I'm like, I'm doing good. How about yourself? Oh, I'm surviving. Man, it's crazy that I can't, uh, you know, quit this job because I, I, I can't live off of Social Security. And I'm like, damn. But I always see her there, too. And I always ask myself, like, why haven't you retired? And I guess she answered that question for me today where it's like, 
maybe she didn't plan right for her for her retirement. So do you think that was more of an old school thing? Like every uh, case is different, but like her being maybe like, I'm going to work and my social security is going to take care of everything. Didn't have the right knowledge. Um, Cause like I mentioned before to working at the call center and, you know, dealing with people that were on a fixed How income. old do you think she was? Probably oh. 60, 65. So I say, yeah, definitely. I mean, she was thriving at 30 years old in the nineties. Right. And, it was booming. That was even before the internet boom. I think everything was going. I think it. Well, if she's sixty five, in the she was thirty. 90, she was thirty at ninety. And ninety is that yeah. what, is that the math? Okay, nineties were yeah. So I mean, she was in the nineties. So she was before even the internet boom. Things were coming up. Yeah. Middle class was thriving. Yeah. Um, Bill Clinton was in office. Uh, this makes I, me realize. I, 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 she was, yeah, bro. Like, you got to look at history. That's history rhymes, bro. I'm looking at it now. All these definition changes. Another topic I want to talk about. But anyway, t- to, to your point, um, she lived in a different world where Social Security was really dependable. And gallon of milk was Cheap. a lot less than it is now, right? It wasn't the 60s, but it's still the 90s. Well, when, you're make, when you see how much money you make on Social Security and how much shit costs then, it's whole, totally different. And then, you know, obviously everyone needs education on investing and that stuff. They tell you to save cash. Most of the people just save it in their mattress, whatever else. Well, you see that it means nothing 20 years later. Right? Right. It means a lot less. So, you know, maybe she didn't know about investing. And there's a multitude of things. But also... I think her living situation and the environment she was in, what was America then is not America today. And our markets are all different. It's a global market. Um, So yeah, she just didn't prepare. She didn't save enough. And then you think about having kids. That's why I think you need your, your twenties and thirties to really develop your wealth, really make yourself stable. You know, it's not, so we're not in a point anymore where you can start, have a family and still be sustainable all the way at the end. Yeah. You got to, you got to build your wealth first and then start to figure out where you can fit the other pieces and, and then hopefully have them uh, a savings when you die. Uh, but yeah, bro, that's it. It's definitely an interesting one. Um, and we, we've been talking about finance and we want to implement it more because I think it's an interesting one, you know, based on what we, especially you that you, you know, you deal with a lot bigger amount, but I was watching a video that was very interesting that was talking about finance, right? You know, there's a thing that says the more money you make, the more in debt you get. Do you think that's the thing? No, negative. <laughs> you don't? That's the complete opposite. You don't? Yeah, correct. That, sh- think about it. The more money you make. So why is America in debt? Because, well, they're Americans, in- like your average American is in debt. Yeah. Uh, like I said, the economy's changed. Um, well, okay. This is another thing that's happened. Okay. So from 2010 to 2000, so we got out of the 08 crash in 2010. The recession from 08 lasted from 08 to about 2010. From there on, it was a bull market. We had 10 years of bull markets and rates dropping. We were at 0% interest rates. We were on a 10-year bull market. What that does is there's all these businesses and all this money flowing around where everybody's winning. Everyone's able to borrow. Well, what happens is, and then all of a sudden a a tragedy happened and COVID came and nobody could work. So we needed to pump all this money. So that was going to hurt it even more. Well, this bull market for 10 years, there's all been all these people that have won and all these industries and well now you have to understand how the fed works so the fed is the central bank right yeah all other banks they bank with the fed the fed's the main one Mm -hmm. so when the fed raises interest rates what they do is they what it allows all the other banks the money they save with the central bank they now get paid interest on 
So every time they go up 75 basis points, they make our banks make that we borrow from, they make more money by saving more and keeping it with the central bank. So when bank, when the Fed drops it to zero, they make no money by keeping their money in the bank. So they're, they're incentivized to lend it to you, to lend it to me, to be careful with risky investors and still size them up, but they're more willing to lend. So now that we're doing this, this hike in, in, in interest rates, all the banks are going to get squeeze us. They're going to squeeze us tight. They're going to keep us from borrowing. They're going to be less uh, yeah, more credit. More, yeah. While all these other industries, you just figure out, you don't, no one knows, but there's a bubble that pops in each of them. And in 2008, it was the same thing. We we're going through a recession. GDP fell. The, the Fed was hiking the rates. And then the housing market crashed. It could be any other market. We don't know what market's going to crash. But there's been a lot of phony players, a lot of winners. And, and what, it, what a recession really does, if you look through the history of time, because like the Lehman Brothers, big companies, Merrill Lynch went out of business in 2008. Merrill Lynch got bought by Bank of America. Merrill Lynch is a huge name. These are billion-dollar billionaires. They go out of business in recessions. It's going to happen again here because it has to happen with the fed tightening up yeah money just gets tightened up it, it's basically the government incentivizing our banks to loan us less yeah and because they, they said if we if, if they let us run rampant we'll turn into south america and everything will be 22 pesos 22 dollars yeah, yeah 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 it'll For get sure crazy so the, so government's regulating us so it hurts so you know who hurts the most in recessions the little man the little man that the little man requires credit for his car, requires credit for his house, requires credit yeah, for yeah, most yeah. of the- Yeah, 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 your average, your average, average American. Joe, well, yeah. all that shit gets squeezed. So now all of your budgets for the average Joe just become waves. Like your family vacation next year, everyone vacations next year probably ain't canceled. Like if you've seen it, that's why Netflix and all these companies are laying off. They're getting ready for the next 18 months. And then they 18 months, they know these in September, we're having another Fed meeting. It's probably going to go up another 75 basis points. Every time that goes up, it just tells all the banks to keep the money saved with the central bank because they get paid. Yeah. And it squeezes up all our credits, our lines. And we'll be interested to see what players fall. Um, so the reason why I asked you that question, you got very technical, but yeah, it's good ass. It's got good ass. Yeah, for you sure. I mean, I didn't even know half of that shit. So that's good. And the, the reason why it's like the prime example of like, I'll give you one with Mike Tyson, right? Mike Tyson ha had filed for bankruptcy for $30 million, right? And this is a boxer that made throughout the span of his career over $300 million, right? So what, what that tells you is like, there's definitely a, a habit, a bad habit of not managing your money right. Your average American, let's say somebody that's making two grand, 200000 a year, right? They get the big house. They get the expensive car. And it's like at the end of the year, if you don't have nothing to show for but debt, then you're doing shit wrong. You know what I'm saying? So the video kind of explained that, and I was like, oh, shit. And there was a thing that says the things you owe, the things you own end up owning you. Mm -hmm. Because now you're, you're a slave, mm -hmm. so you can pay that shit off. Mm -hmm. And that's how most of our, you know, most Americans live that way. It's just, 100%. And I think it's more of like, it just opened my eyes to be like, damn, like, you got to be smart with your money. Kevin O'Leary just said it. The only way you really make money is by saving money. Like, you need money to and make money. And by play. saving money, you, you, you mean putting it somewhere where it, there's okay, so sometimes it's not, I, I, yeah, I always say don't keep cash for a long period of time, but it's okay to sit on cash for a year, right? Well, through you saving that cash for a year, you need money, you always make, you know, I hear this saying, you need money to make money, right? 
Well, if you have that stash saved away and you start to just get on the internet like I did and understand the definition of recession, look at all the other recessions before, see what shit happened, and then understand these new innovative technologies like Bitcoin, NFTs, you get smart and you use that little bit of money. And, 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 and if you're just watching the play happen and you realize that, hey, this play has happened every seven years and there's been recessions for every different reason and industries fall. Which one is it going to be in this recession? And let me just have a little bit of money to hop in and and apply either. And, and it might even be sweat equity. You don't even need money. Like if you start to understand and work harder, everyone's everyone that isn't working hard right now is going to get exposed. When all these companies do 20% layoffs, who are they going to fire first? The worst 20%. All the laziest people, all the people that are working from home, taking it chill, this recession is going to tighten up everybody and all those people are going to get exposed. So when those people get exposed and they fail and they go on to something else, it's going to be you in there. It's going to be the hungry people. It's going to be the people producing all next year through this recession and giving sweat equity and trying things and starting things that are going to be the ones that make it and make and, and become successful uh, because a lot of people are going to get exposed next year i mean it, it's happening right now and it's crazy to see I, i'm going to send you this clip this is one of the topics i want to talk about but this mm. clip right here it says the definition of a vaccine and it has the grim reaper right yes, and the grim I reaper it. takes it out definition of a woman boom takes it out definition of recession there's been tons of videos coming around right it's like so yeah, what does that mean so in my mind, I look at it and I'm like, you see all those videos coming around and say, if you get the vaccine, you're never going to get COVID. And then you see Biden and then Fauci getting COVID later because they have the vaccine. Shit changes, right? Well, now, if you see all over the news, we talked about the definition of recession two podcasts ago, and it's two quarters GDP declining. Well, now the news is saying, well, experts don't say that's a recession. Experts aren't saying. So you're, you're saying, oh, well, that's the definition of recession. So... Why are they, why is media, well, same reason why they needed the vaccine to be, parties want to protect parties. If you're, you're only winning in politics, if you're in power, but you're not winning if you're not the senator that year, the other guy's winning. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So you have to limit it. You have to calm it down. Well, now we're going into midterms in November, and that's a very important time in the four-year span of a president. And everyone's going to look at what party's doing well. And you, when you look at the Democratic side, it's, it's sad that these, these politicians have agendas and hide the truth through media to our people. So, our, so now our average Joes are saying, well, are we in a recession? Are we not in a recession? What are we? Well, by de definition, yes, we are. Yeah, I mean, but you, but you look back, and the reason why I look at this thing is I'm like, well, all these definitions have changed. So you need to understand these things, and that's why I think people just need to get more educated, and it's allowed me to what we just talked about earlier and sprung that conversation is like it, it allowed me to figure out what a recession is and how I can benefit from it and how others have benefited from it in the past. And so I, people just need to get educated on it, you know? And, 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 but it's to, to our country's fault. I mean, we're putting out there wrong information, and they're trying I mean, to change the definition of we've it. We've done that for decades now. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just what the media is. I mean, yeah, that's why thank God we got the internet. Then we got we got people Boom. that are you know very educated that are putting you know giving us the best advice possible. There's a lot of YouTubers out there too. Check this out, bro. That it's perfect. I just saw a podcast with uh, with Gary Vee in Romania it's a couple of days ago. He's in yeah. Romania talking. And he's in Romania, and the question you have for Gary was talking about decentralized applications and something that content's free. He said in Romania, there is going to be eventually, I believe it now firmly, a decentralized creative platform for people to come on, a, a YouTube that's, that's not controlled by anybody, right? 
So I started to think about that, and all of a sudden, he's confident. I've been listening to him talk about this subject. Because when I asked him that question, he was was like, confident. Governments, blah, blah, blah. This member? Yes. Well, now he's completely confident. And it blows my mind because one thing just happened, right? Elon Musk just backed out of the Twitter deal. Yes. He was so confident, and he's a man that wants to change humanity. What the media said and what he's saying is that they didn't meet his expectations of data, and and he's able to back out of the deal in that regard. Look, if you're an entrepreneur and you want to change shit and he wants a person that wants to change something and he's a person that's resilient and hasn't gave up multiple times, if he wanted and he knew Twitter was going to be a decentralized place and a freedom of speech for everybody, he would have went all in and kept it. Why didn't he? Why didn't he? Are guys like Gary Vee, you know, all these big guys are on messages with each other, Cuban, all of them. Are they saying, hey, Elon, you're an idiot. Fuck the government. Fuck Twitter. You can just create your own in the Decentraland in about a year with three billion bucks. Why are you going to pay 66 billion bucks for this? So my whole thought is like, mm. if he wants to really be decentral and free, is he thinking blockchain is going to come up and we're going to create it that way? And why am I spending 66 billion on Twitter? That's I don't a good know. one. Yeah. That's a good, yeah, because I was like, why would he back? Why would he back out? Yes. I know when someone's, I've but seen that makes him, sense. I followed him. That makes sense. That's right. a big, that's a big. It's a big shift. It's a big shift. Let's go. I like that. I like that. Me too. I, I'm because, glad I asked that question. Because you know what the internet did, bro? The internet exposed a lot of people. It also did bring a lot of phonies. The blockchain is going to get even more authentic and it's going to expose even more people. Because it's going to be real. It's going to be tangible. It's going to be you created it. And then you're going to be able to put your, your, uh. You're, you can create an NFT and you're going to be able to put it out there with royalties and people are going to be able to say, I want to subscribe to that content and it's going to be easy for them. I'm excited, bro. Yes. But yeah, maybe that's why Elon backed out. I don't know. Uh, good shit, bro. Good shit. We're going to definitely uh, tap into more, I think, finance and stuff. Like we were talking about it out, yeah. you know, off camera because I feel like it's something I'm always. Well, it's all over the news right now and people don't really get it. And people are like, what is the Fed? Well, it's not really affecting my pocket. I'm just doing this. But it is like numbers are numbers. And uh, they just th- that's what that inflation number is. How much all costs have gone up. So all costs have gone up, but all your wages haven't. Nobody's nope. wages have. Nope. So it's going to affect all your budgets next year. And they keep doing that basis points. You got you, if you want to understand what the Fed and by adding basis points allows other banks to do, just just get on YouTube and look it up. And it gives a little cartoon version. It shows that it basically incentivizes all the places that lend us money to keep their money, not to lend it. So that's all they're doing. Mm. Interesting one, Brody. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to definitely keep an eye on that. But it's kind of scary, but it, you got to prepare it, yourself. You got to prepare that's yourself. All, that's all it is. Well, you wonder, too. All these other countries are running rampant. So then people are, are they're really poor or they're stuck on the street. So are we doing it to the best of our abilities? Is there still corruption? Yes. You know, but. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Um, on other news, bro, I saw this thing here that says Saudi Arabia reveals a plan to build a $1 trillion city called The Line. And I'm going to show you this concept because I think it's... The Line? Yeah, and watch. So pretty much what it consists of is it's a straight line that is that goes instead of... So that what they want to do is get the whole entire population and put it in just one line. One, to create a better, more natural solution because pollution and, you know... Look, I'm going to show you the video. It's, wow. it's, it's pretty insane, bro. And uh, they they're planning on doing it. I mean, I think they're 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 all in. You know what I'm saying? So this video right here that I'm going to show you is going to show you that like their plan and how they're going to build it. 
And I, it's, I'm curious to see how, how it ends up turning out. You know what I'm saying? Because that's... Yeah. So look at it right here, bro. Look at it on, your, on the screen. Right? You can see it right there. Um, we'll put it here on screen. So I don't think it has... Okay, it doesn't have sound salt. I'll try my best to explain what we're, we're seeing here. They're going to get the whole city, as you see there, and just cram it into one big line. It, is, it says it's as tall as the Empire State Building. And it, it's going to be the residents of that. And the crazy part is, is by it's, it's different, obviously, floors. Uh-huh. And then you have your grocery stores. and. Wow. Yeah, so the, it, it looks like it's a thing because it's making headlines, and my internet right now is tripping. Wow. Yeah. I don't like that, bro. You don't? No. It kind of feels like you're in this, like... That's the metaverse. Yeah. And Saudis are all over the metaverse. You think? They're all over it. They're, that's going to be the next big thing. You know, I was just talking to the COE group. My boy Brian's in the COE group, runs it all. He, he big, big company, have a lot of developers. They all meet in the metaverse. He's like, I'm the only one that doesn't meet in the metaverse right now. He's like, they even go in their metaverse character, click Zoom from the metaverse, and then it logs them into the Zoom meeting. He said, I don't even know how to do all of it, but my team's doing it right now. So it's, it's bro, I, I heard Gary Vee talking about 2005. 2005, everyone, like, Facebook is for kids. Facebook yeah, is a, yeah. now it's now it's a face for for grandparents, right? And in fifteen years, like we've gotten all the way here, bro. Give it another ten years, and everyone's gonna be in the metaverse. But cities like that, cities of what you just showed me, are gonna be more more efficient and more manageable for governments to manage, and 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 less less for us to travel because we don't need to. I don't, yeah. I don't like it. I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, man. Who doesn't want a backyard? That's some Saudi stuff that ain't American. Yeah, ain't no, no for sure. In Texas, but see, their whole thing is they're trying to reduce the amount of pollution and like all that crazy what we what us humans good for the earth good for the earth like they're doing it more for the environment and they're trying to make it just as convenient where it's like you can walk and get go to the supermarket you can walk and go to the movies like it's not going to really take much like cars are not going to be like ran like crazy you just walk you're going to get more people in shape i mean it has its pros and its cons it's very interesting but it is eventually we're going to have to come up with something because we cannot just keep fucking breeding a lot, you know, and then, like, it's going to get to the point where it's like, where the fuck do we, you know, where do we stay now? I mean, our, our, the way we're going, the way we're going, I mean, well, there's less plants, there's less animals, there's less, you well, know what I'm saying, yeah. and there's more humans. So, yeah. well, let's, let's think about this. Um, let's think about this factor. Saudis could think about it from this view. Um, I don't know if there's a house for every person alive in, in this world. I don't think there is a place for them to live. If everybody could afford a place to live, there isn't, there isn't any. Well, you've seen through the internet and us become a world market, countries are now thriving. They're changing. They're coming into the game. And continents, one continent that's never been part of our global market, where there are millions of people under the age of 25 30 their 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 lower medium age of people are lower than america's anywhere else africa there's a whole people there's you could sell so many things to africa that's why china they've been developing roads in africa they've been developing land so they can sell it's going to be either us or them who's going to sell to that market and when i talk about decentralization and them having decentralized banks and them having currency you know a little card thing you gave me the card thing Bro, we're not even going to need cards here in like five years. Everything's going to be a tap from your phone. It's all going to be USDC coin. 
and Africa is going to be able to buy. Merchants are going to be able to grow. Businesses and people in Africa are going to be able to thrive and buy houses. So are the Saudis thinking, hey, they're going to come over to Saudi and live here because we're going to have it developed first, yeah. especially the people in Africa that get rich off of decentralized banking because they're hustlers. You see how many immigrants come into America and they out hustle people that have been here for years and generations have been here for years because they know what their lives come from. They come hustle. We give we give Africans the same ability as we have banking loans, you know, through decentralized guys in America could take their Bitcoin, leverage it out for a loan rate and somebody in Africa can now borrow it from us. So we're going to be our own banks to them. Decentralized is going to change the world. It's going to allow other countries to thrive. So maybe that's what the Saudis are thinking. It's going to be a lot harder to get into America. I'll tell you that because we're going to have to develop a lot more places. But you know what? America's big and there's a lot of the Midwest and we have a lot more places to develop. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how blockchain change. I don't think it's more the resources of the world. I think it's more just folks being able to make their civilizations better. There's tons of African population. They just haven't been able to afford travel. They haven't been able to afford different things. They haven't been able to borrow money to start something. Well, now they're gonna. That's that concept is interesting. How long is it going to take? And I just don't see it for me. I like to go places. I don't want to feel stuck like I'm in a line, even yeah. though I have all the convenience. So it'll be interesting to see what the actual people from, uh, you know, Saudi think and if they're with the plan, if they're, you know what I'm saying? Like, who knows? But that's something to keep an eye on. And it gives you, it, it sparks the question of like, is this the future? Is this focused more on like the metaverse? Mm-hmm. Is this focused more on, you know, de- decentralization? Like it's... It's, it's all interesting. Yeah. See where we're going, bro. Yeah. It's crazy. It's going to be a lot more competition, a lot more accountability, and all the phonies are going to fall. And people that work hard are going to be able to put their content out there. They're going to have royalties. They're going to be able to buy. There's going to be a lot of companies that get hit in this revolutionary change. Yeah. Because they don't want to adapt. They don't want to adapt. They don't want to adapt. I mean, think about our entertainment, bro. Everyone's. So what happened to uh, Blockbuster? Because yeah. they didn't want to adapt. And it's crazy because uh, Netflix came to them and they want to partner up with they them. And they're like, no, nah, we don't fuck with you, bro. Get the fuck out of here. And like, mm-hmm. now it's like, who has the laugh, last laugh? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, so, yeah I'm, yeah, I'm with it. But let's talk a little bit NBA, bro. Um, I want to give you a, I want your take on this. The whole KD soap opera is continuing. And okay. the next one, the next victims were the Celtics. There were rumors that the Celtics wanted to trade Jalen Brown and some other players. I can't remember a couple of draft picks. I think Marcus Smart was in there too for Kevin Durant. Mm. Now, if you are Jalen Brown, do you feel disrespected because you are a player that gave it all in the finals where you were the best player on your team? You know what I'm saying? If had you had won that a title, you would have been finals MVP for sure. Do you feel disrespected or do you feel like, oh, this is a compliment for me because I am just as valuable as KD? You get what I'm saying? Yeah, it's all it's I mean, that's all his perspective, to be honest. If he's a positive person, he's going to it's a business. Bro. If you're Jay, well, he, it's he, a that's business. The thing. He tweeted. He tweeted shaking my head. Yeah, to the it's rumors. gonna hurt him. I, if I'm to an owner, rumor. if I'm an owner, I drop the ball. If you didn't have what it took to make that deal happen, it should have never got public. You should have never let it leak. If they right, weren't willing right. to make a deal, it should have never got out. You messed up ownership. Now you messed up team chemistry. Now people got chips on their shoulders. You better do some serious damage control, or Boston ain't gonna play like anything next year. Um, uh, KD, I I don't know, bro. What, what, so do you feel disrespected if you're Jalen Brown? No. No, not me personally, because you, I, I mean, I would come from the perspective of like, look, I'm making millions. I understand as a business, like they don't think I can perform. I'll go perform somewhere else. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I, but like if I'm Jalen Brown, I'm like, 
Man, this is the third time y'all put me in trade rumors. Y'all been wanting to break me and Tatum up. All right. You know what? When my contract is up, I am out. I am not going to put my all in, in, in an organization that's just going to keep putting my name in trades because I'm not about that. No player wants well, to get traded. when's his contract up? Uh, I don't know. I think two mm-hmm. years from now. Two years? But, so there's no point. In that. But there's a pattern here, though. If you look at it with the Celtics, there's a pattern. You know, you look at the Isaiah Thomas situation. This is a player that was literally an MVP candidate, top three yeah. that year. His sister died in a car accident, if I'm not mistaken. He still played that game in a important uh, NBA playoff game. And then he gets an injury that was really wasn't too bad, really. It just needed time. And they ended up just, no, he was, he was very close to getting a multi-million dollar contract. But to, Boston's, but to Boston's credit, did they dodge a bullet? Because I didn't see Isaiah after that. Yeah, for sure. But then again, so, it's like, you know what I mean? do you reward him at least for giving? It's a business, bro. You know what I'm saying? Business is tough. Even with Kyrie. Kyrie went to the Celtics. He was like, this organization ain't it. I'm out. That's probably why he left. Yeah. It's so it's a pattern. pattern. It's a pattern. a pattern. So I'm Jalen. If I'm Jalen Brown, I'm out. That's why they always say, you know who always says it? The number one fan I know is David Hatton. He always says, organizations that win will always win. And it's always, it always starts from the top. It always starts from the top. And if ownership can't get it right, they can't figure it out, they're going to mess everybody's brain up, and they're going to be a hurt chip on their shoulder, they're going to leave. Boston's messing up right now. Boston's down bad. Yeah. yeah. And that, you're right with that because that, what, what that does is create kind of attention. All of and it. And he's going to be pissed. He's going to be like, why, why would the fuck do I want to ball out for these guys? And like, I got two years left. Now yeah. they're figuring out. And if, I'm, and if I'm the Nets, I'm like, yeah, let's, let's do make that. It happen. Let's, let's make, make that. it happen. Let's make it happen. No, I'm like, let's make exactly what just happened happen. Let's mess all that up. And let's come back to the negotiating table with more. You know what I think, what I think the Nets are doing here? with the, They're playing they're hardball. It's hope. No, they're asking a lot so they can keep Kevin Durant, which I think – it's his best interest to just stay with the Nets, but they're, they'll go for with they'll go to let's say the Suns, right? Oh, KD's he wants to go to the Suns, but we want Devin Booker, we want this, we want that, we want boom, 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 and it's like no, that's too unrealistic. KD is good, but he's not worth all that. And then when you say like, hey, KD, I'm the Nets owner, I requested the trade, but they didn't want it, so mm-hmm. nobody wants to play with you, or no, you know what I'm saying? So it mm-hmm. forces him to stay there. Mind you, that he has four years in his contract, so he really, if the owner wants to, he'd be like, bro, you signed this contract, I paid you for the first year to be sitting down because you were injured, I still gave you a fat check, mm-hmm. so now you got to play for me. Yeah. You're under this contract. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know, I think, personally me, I'm tired of this soap opera, I think best case scenario is for just KD to stay there, Figure it out. Even with or without Kyrie, they Facts. still are a good team. Facts. They still are a good figure team. It you out, can figure bro. it out. And you're in New York, up. bro. Take yes. that city by storm. You wanted, you wanted to dog. go there anyways. Yeah. Like, it's not like you got traded. Bro, it's disappointing me, man. Yes. Bro should not come back here, though. You don't think? No. That would be the... No, I want the Twin Towers, baby. The Thin Towers. We got in that new school way. <laughs> well, I'm excited, bro. I'm excited for those Thunders, bro. Me too, that bro. Young, that young squad with Giddy. Shit. That's a triple-double machine that in the giddy. making right there. And then we got Shake. Giddy. Yeet. Um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep an eye on that. So, uh, Zion Williamson's new contract. Zion, let's go. It has a very interesting, very interesting thing he cannot do, which is wow. he cannot gain weight. If he goes over two ninety five, he's losing lying. money. I'm like, you're lying. Damn this! Did he get that big? 
Bro, it looks like he did. Eat, huh? I, I, don't I know what fuck it, with Zion. I like to eat too, bro. I think, but I think um, what if it what if really, it hinders your money? But I think what really happened is like he got injured. He had to sit down, and he's like, "I got all this money, so I can eat whatever the fuck I want." Bro. And he probably just went overboard with the eating. But to be for that to be put in your contract, that means that eating habit is very serious. Because I've never seen that shit. It's hilarious. Like. Yeah, or maybe he has an eating disorder. No, he was in shape. He was fucking nah. Duke. He was in shape. Yeah, I'm tripping. I think it's just one of them things like Shaq, whatever else. I don't know. I'd redline that though. <laughs> I mean, I, I would do it too. I mean, you got to look at Zion. If he can stay in two fifty, I think that would be an ideal weight for him. Um, he's a big body. I mean, he can fucking slam his way to the damn paint, get to the rim. Like, damn, the audacity in the contract. That's Initial a, here. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Okay, Zion, I oh, see you. Oh shit. So that was that was pretty interesting, man. I'm curious to see what they do with the Brody though. Like talking talking about Westbrook, the slender is out of fucking hand, bro. We need to stop this. Y'all keep yeah. forgetting that this the Brody is one of the greats, one of all a Hall of Famer, a triple double machine, did something he made triple doubles looks easy. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Like, let's not forget how great Russell was. I and think can Brody, be. yeah, I, that's whack. But Brody, I don't think Brody cares. He's he's he don't care, bro. He knows what he is. I mean, even for the community, that Why Not Foundation, bro, and what they did, even in Oklahoma, what they're doing in the inner city, and that brand inner city. Would you I mean, take the Brody he's back? killing it? I would take the Brody back in a heartbeat. Yeah. I mean, that's why we put him in the Hall of Fame. We would have put we would have put KD we're in the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. We're definitely gonna put a, his he jersey been out. There. Oh yeah, he's now an Oklahoma Hall of Fame. Yeah. We would have put KD in that too. He would have been right there with him, but. You know, oh, he did not? his dirt. No, hell no, he's no, not. You don't and I'm think glad he he's it? not. No. No. He bailed on us when we needed him the most. Yeah, that's true. When we needed him the most, yeah. he was out. And the Brody was here and he battled with us and, and, and he's on a career path. You don't know what's going on in the Brody's life. I think he don't care. Um I you're a lake you're a legend in my mind, but I do hope you get like a couple like like I want you to get a ring. I want him to get yeah, a ring. Yeah, it's important. I'm gonna get a ring. That's so. it's a big it's a big stamp right there. Yeah, yeah. I hope you get a big milestone. Ring. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got one, and we'll close the NBA topic here. Uh, start bench cut. Start uh, bench cut. I don't remember if we talked about this one, but I'll throw it out there, and you let me know if we did, but I don't think so. Start, bank, start bench LeBron. cut. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Start bench cut. You have Paul George, Jason Tatum, Devin Booker. Who you start, who you cut, who you bench. Starting book. Okay. Wait, like a book. Okay. I'm, I'm putting George on the bench. And uh, you're cutting Tatum, yeah. T- oh, I, oh, I just love George. <laughs> Sorry, George, you cut. I do love. Okay, him. okay. Say the, say, say the lineup. Right. Say the lineup. So I got book starring. I got Tatum on the bench, and George, you're out. Damn, Brody. So I have Paul George starting. Wow. I have I had Jason wow. Tatum on the bench. And I, I'm cutting Booker. You cut Booker? I'm cutting Booker, and this is the reason why. Bruh. These two players that are starting and benching, that I'm benching, they're two-way players. And I'm a big two-way player guy. Like, I, I believe in I defense. Like defense. Booker does not have defense. He can score. But I think both of these players, Paul George and Tatum, can score, and they can defend. We all saw what Jason Tatum can do to, to, to Kevin Durant defensively. He can bother. Like, Kevin Durant's like, fuck, let me pass the ball because this motherfucker can guard very, very good. He can defend good. Yeah. And we all know that PG is one of the great two-way players. And if you team him up with Kawhi, we know how dangerous them two can be uh, defensively. I think Kawhi can be dangerous. I think, but he I think we forget uh, Paul George definitely has defense. 
He can two-way play, yes, because he has defense. But let's not forget where the offense is gone. The offense is gone in the trash, my boy. Have you seen his last stats? I mean, he's been he played horrible good. He from played the three line. He's been horrible. Look, when I I would go between Tatum don't, and Book. Don't, Tatum don't and throw Book. My guy, Paul George. Hey, George. No. I, he asked the question. I didn't. I didn't put you out like that. No. I would have threw somebody I, else in there. Well, but what I'm saying is, Tatum and Book. They can go either way. Tatum and Book can go either way. I. I. I that's a valid argument. George does not belong in that conversation. Yes, I'm he sorry, does. Sorry, my yes, boy. Yes, he does. PG is the. You're gonna come back. You PG, got a lot of history, but PG not right now. is a, a player that can offer you everything from three point shots to mid range to getting to the rack. Let's not forget about Paul George and how great he was. He had a great season here in OKC. MVP, top level player. Let's not forget about that, Brody. Let's not forget about the Paul George that used to play in Indiana that gave LeBron a little bit of a headache. Oh, that was fun. Yeah, so let's not forget but about if that, I had bro. To FaceTime Kawhi right now and said, "Yo, who you want to bench, cut, or start?" That boy is not picking George. He's yeah. setting him. Nah. He's, he's saying, he's "See ya, bring my boy book." <laughs> 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 no, that was Why? a good one. That was a good debate. Yes, it's, a, it's an interesting because they're similar players. Yeah, especially I think only, Tatum and Book. The only thing that messes that the only flaw I see in Book is his defense. If you he are can right. improve that, it's like Luca. Luca's my player. Luca's my guy. Luca, his flaw is defense. If he can improve that, just like Book, them two are unstoppable. Yeah, yeah. Stop playing, Luca. You need to win MVP this year. Facts. Um. Anyways, so there's this article that I found, bro, and it was very interesting. A guy survives 18 hours in open sea thanks to a floating soccer ball. Wow. Wilson. Insane. I don't know what happened here. Um, very interesting. I guess he was... It, the current is fucking... It's, it's dangerous. Like, them waves can pull you back. Bruh. Yeah, so he was, I guess, just swimming and shit, and, like, he let the, the, you know, the thing pull him back, and he was getting tired. But then I guess two kids were playing on the beach and they just kicked the ball and I guess it was two kids like there was it was their ball, and the ball was half inflated. So the guy saw it, he was trying to survive it. Yeah. and he found the ball and he hanged onto it. He was wow. hanging to the ball for eighteen hours at open sea. Like how fucking scary is that? Bro? Wow, that is scary. I mean, and like how did they find who found the well, kids? The, 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 I guess the friend was like, "Where's where's homie at?" And then like. They were like, oh, yeah, we got we to gotta report him lost. And they reported to the, the, uh, the rescue team. And 18 hours later, they find him. Wow. Thanks to that. He was like, if it wasn't for that floating ball, I would be dead. Wow. Yeah, bro. Like, what yeah. was, oh, man. It'd be hard to survive. You can survive still. What was the taxes they teach you in, in the Navy? Like, if something like that happens? Uh, well, it's a little different in the Navy because you have a uniform. Not everyone's going to have the same uniform. Everyone on our boat wears coveralls. We wear coveralls. So when you wear coveralls, our our procedure is to grab your coveralls. You go, and you blow in them, and then you tighten up your neck, and it makes a air bubble. A little air, okay. And you hold the air bubble, and you float. That's that's a tricky one, right? That's our tactic. I even saw, I remember now you say that, I saw one with jeans. But then, like, when you go to the beach, you never wear jeans. Who Who goes in the the water? Yeah, exactly. Um, it's but, tough. Oh. You need to learn how to swim. That's why. But they say, but this is a statistic that they say a, a, a average person that's fit can only survive for four hours before they start getting tired. A real fit person apparently survives for ten hours, and mm. a person that's out of shape only an hour or really? two or two or some shit like that. Oh wow! Yeah. Hmm. Um, 
So he had about four hours before you start getting tired and fatigue starts kicking in and you're like, oh, shit. It's true. Yeah. You got to, I mean. But, okay, so let's say for, to give you a hypothetical situation, let's say you're, you're in a battle, right, in an island and you get knocked out, right? They kidnap you, take you on a boat. They take off your clothes. All you have is your boxers. They throw you in the water. What is the best? They teach you that? Like, what's the best way to survive? Yeah. If they throw you in the, on, you know, uh, open sea? So if it's open sea, you're kind of, well, are you tied? You're tied together. No, no, no let's say now you're not tied. They just threw you out there. Oh, you're good, bro. Just go swim, man. Keep you, well, Look, if is you're there like a strategy not to get too tired, like maybe float a little bit. Yeah, I mean, back um, float for sure. But think about it. I mean, it's common sense. You're in a stressful situation and your energy is depending on you staying afloat. You have to completely, when you calm your heart rate down, you burn less oxygen. And when you need to relax, you, you just relax and you stay calm. So the, the more calm you could be in that situation, I know it's hard. It's better, easier said than done. But yeah, you got to stay calm. So the only thing you do is uh, I, I was prepping for it because in buds you do drown proofing. So drown proofing is where you ha- handcuff your ha- hands behind your back. You don't handcuff, but you zip tie them. And it's a zip tie where you can technically get out on the training ones and you zip tie your feet too. But you go in the deep end, it's like 16 feet. So if you get dropped in like a river or a lake, which usually happens, it's not the ocean. Well, they drop you in the lake. Well, you when you when you blow out, you ever jump in a pool and you don't necessarily hit the bottom or you try and like go underwater but you stay floating and holding your breath and you're floating on top. Yeah. Well, when you jump, when you drown and you go in, if you stay calm and you go, the only reason you float is because you have air in your lungs and your lungs are like airbags. They're full of air. When you blow out and you have no air in your lungs, you sink straight to the bottom. So what they teach you, that's why they handcuff us. We sink straight to the bottom. going. As soon as our feet touch the bottom, we stay calm and we jump up. And then we, and you dolphin up and you go, and then you go, and you literally drowned again and you come back up. So you can survive in a lake that's 20 feet. If you just hold your breath, blow it all, sink to the bottom and keep jumping back up for more air. You can literally continue surviving for however long you get tired, right? But open sea, that's the different Open seas part. a lot. Well, and it depends if the seas are choppy. Yeah, I mean, I've been out there where it's calm as the water and nothing can, and you know what I mean? You've been out there where it's like, yeah, it's, yeah so. Huh. But yeah, you, if you put yourself in stressful, I mean, any, any environment, just keep, just keep calm, bro. Anything, right? A fight, uh, an attacker, uh, stay calm. And then, yeah, I, I, I mean, hopefully look at like uh, some kind of self-defense class. Self-defense needs to be better for, like, women. Women for need sure. more, more access sure. to, like, self-defense moves. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, I got this real quick. I, I want to uh, put it out there, and I think we should we, we could close this podcast. But here, listen to this. This is a skit, but it's, yeah. it's, it's pretty interesting. Listen to it. Because I cheated one time, they make me a cheater? Yeah. So if I cut yeah. hair one time, they make me a barber? <laughs> it's just a little skit That's He's funny. arguing with this girl So if I cheat one time Does that make me a cheater? I so mean, if, a cheater. if I cut hair one time Does that make me a barber? And it's just funny Because all the reactions People are like Wait a minute Let's think about this now You know what I'm saying? Facts 100% what you, That's that whole thing People change man What do you think bro? What do you think? That's exactly what it doesn't make him Yeah You can't get defined by one moment Moments don't define us. You think everybody deserves a second chance? 100%. Yeah. If you're defined your whole life on a moment, whoever's defining you, is you, it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Like, nobody should be defined on one moment. Unless that, like you're taking someone's life or something crazy where you change other people's lives. Like I always say, if your life yeah. changes other, another person's life, I think you should be affected by that. 
Um, but yeah, uh, you can't be defined on a moment, whether it's cheating, whether it's lying, whether it's, you know, I mean, shit happens. I mean, as long as you get to the root cause of why that person lied to you, you know, and sometimes you dig deep and you're like, damn, they were just insecure. Like they were lying because they were just afraid to tell me the truth for, and it wasn't that, you know what I mean? Or whatever it is like, but yeah, you, no one should be defined on any given moment. Good shit. Yeah. yeah I, I believe that. I definitely believe that, but found it funny. And I was like, that is funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, anything else you want to add, Brody? Uh, you want to talk about what else? What else? What else? Let's see. Not much, man. I, I get out there. I was posting a lot about NFTs today. Gary V shout out Gary V raised another 50 million that means he raised this is the first time oh, yeah, he raised about that. money he's raised money right so he raised 50 million dollars right so obviously he made the sale i think he made like 45 million on the sale and then he's made like another 90 million total i think in resales from like i saw last year right well so i know that that money helps like fund uh the vcons three vcons coming up and all that well obviously he's trying to grow this ip so they said he's going to either launch a movie there's a movie in talk there's a couple cartoon lines that are in talk some kids books so basically he found a venture firm to loan him 50 million dollars the only way this venture firm gets paid back is by his 10 percent royalty because that's all he makes to pay that back uh -huh. so they're betting 50 million now that it's going to eventually resell again and get to a higher value and all their money is going to get paid back Wow. Because they're helping him develop this IP. So he's got real money believing in his project. He's taking this shit to the moon. Yeah. I'm an OG. I got, I got yeah. super excited about it. It's all bullish news. Um, so, I, you know. Because you it, haven't sold anything, right? You I sold anything. You, I, you, I remember you was saying that you were going to sell one of the. I was thinking about selling the V2. The, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reggae tank, but it, the market started to go down after yeah, that. So, so there's it, no reason. It kind of, yeah. Yeah. All it makes me think, bro. He needs that 50 million, right? They're, they're going to get that 50 million back on his 10% royalties. Right now, I got 223 VV NFTs in my VV, and they're all 6.5% to Disney because Disney owns Marvel. Disney's going to get that 6.5% here soon, and they're going to use this to engage with their communities. When the laws are clear and NFTs are on Instagram and everywhere else, Disney's going to move, and they're going to move fast. They're going to they're gonna need anybody's 50 million. They're just going to make it happen, and if... This company can get paid off his 10%. Imagine what Disney's about to make on their six and a half when they start mm. to incorporate it in their metaverse access. Or they already sang it. They had Comic-Con. Comic-Con, my little uh, American guy. Yeah. He was up there, bro. I saw that. He was up there. And, and that day he got bit up. He went all the way up to like 60 bucks again. And now he's back down, right? But it's... First appearances are never going to go away. You know what they're saying? What they're going to use these, these characters for? They're going to incorporate them with Call of Duty. They're going to incorporate them with all these games. And you're going to be able to now transfer your NFT ownership and be your avatar in the game. And yes. Call of Duty. And everyone's going to know you own that original Goofy. You want to see Goofy holding a freaking... Brrr, those things are going to go for... There's only, a, there's only a limited amount of them. Yeah, that's going to be hard. And, and Disney's going to... That's gonna, cool. If, I can if, see that being an implementation of NFTs in gaming. Like, 100%. you own it, you get to use your character. Yes. And it shows. It's like Roadblocks. Yes. And, that's, and, and, and there's going to be different variations of Captain America now throughout the history, but there's only going to ever be one first appearance of all characters. Uh, Thor... Luke Walker, Skywalker, whatever. There's always going to be one first appearance of every character. And after that, there's going to be tons of variations of them. But you want that first appearance, in my mind. Good shit. Yeah. yeah. So uh. that's been a big thing I want to talk about. Like, get curious about yes. it. I mean, if companies are lending guys like Gary V, Gary V's early, he's going to pay it back on his 10%. If Disney has a 6.5% royalty to some of these NFTs, think about what they're going to do with that. Yes. So. Good intake. We're going to definitely be covering that. 
more topics. Um, we're coming out with the heat. So y'all never forget to subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Comment down below. Engage. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to build the community. You know what I'm saying? So half court, baby. Half court, baby. Catch y'all on the next one. Peace. Sheesh.